Hello everyone, this is Thais Carter, and it is our third episode of season two and our last episode highlighting the 2018 Valparaiso University Alumni Award winners. As we've been saying, there are more than 20 overall with a smaller group who are returning to campus over homecoming weekend to participate in a panel conversation we're calling Advice to a Younger Me. Thanks to the power of podcasting, if you can't be here homecoming weekend, you still get to meet some of these fantastic alumni. episode, you'll get to meet Jason Hallman, a mechanical engineering major and 2006 graduate who went on to get his PhD in biomedical engineering from Marquette University in 2010. One of the 2018 Outstanding Young Alumnus winners, he currently works as a principal engineer and safety research team leader at Toyota North America. Jason is responsible for the advanced development of future crashworthiness performance. Additionally, he serves as an injury biomechanics subject matter expert, leader of passive safety research collaboration with Toyota's Collaborative Safety Research Center, and co-leader for active and passive safety integration research. He serves on a number of professional committees and task forces, has authored more than 50 articles, papers, and abstracts on injury biomechanics, holds two patents, and is also a great person off the job. Uh, I'm excited for you to hear excerpts from our conversation because Jason does a fantastic job of not only explaining what he loved about his time at Valpo, but how this institution shaped him to be a more engaged person in the world beyond its walls. He also offers a critically important commentary on how we as employees hold our companies to their promises of being socially engaged. So let's dive in. kind of start with uh, some basic questions. What made you decide to come to Valparaiso University? Oh, you know, it's interesting. So in retrospect, it seems predestined because I'm actually from a pretty deep Valpo family. Both my parents went to Valpo. Uh, my two sibling, two younger siblings followed me to Valpo. I've got a couple uncles, uh, some of my dad's, my dad's cousins. Um, anyway, so that having said that, uh, there was actually no pressure at all for my family to go to attend Valparaiso University. Instead, uh, I basically set my criteria based on distance from home. So I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, and I said, I want to be close enough to home that I can come home for a weekend, but far enough that my parents can't drop by and surprise me. So, <laughs> uh, so that left a couple of different universities, and I basically visited them. And some people told me and gave me good wisdom that when you're looking for a university, it's, it's really kind of a relationship. And so you, you, you try, you, you date a university essentially. And so that's what I was doing in my high school years. And from the moment I stepped on grounds at Valpo, I could just feel based on the student environment and the, the professors and everybody that I talked to that this was the place that I wanted to be. And so it didn't, I don't know that it was a one single piece about Valpo that made me decide that it was the school for me. It was just kind of everything together. Got it. And did you come in knowing that you wanted to pursue engineering? And if so, kind of like how had, what had kind of led you to wanting to be in the engineering school? Uh, 
I did come in wanting to be an engineer. My Both my parents are engineers. And so it was just something that always felt right. And I never deviated from that. I did, however, kind of try to figure out how being an engineer fit with my desire to kind of make carve out a, a place, a better world uh, through engineering. And so I kind of, um, I was always a mechanical engineer, but I decided, I thought maybe I wanted to go into say uh, the medical device industry to really kind of help patients on an individual level. Um, I ended up actually kind of also being really interested in cars. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting because now I work for Toyota, but where I work for Toyota in a really unique area where I'm in crash safety. So I'm right. still kind of trying to do something better for the world. Uh, but also get kind of to uh, hang around cars all day and be around car people all day. Well, it was funny because in looking at kind of the trajectory of your work, it's actually kind of fun because it's like, oh, well, so, you know, you're coming in, you're doing engineering, you're also in CC. As soon as you kind of come out, you have this opportunity to go looking at the type of work that you were doing at Marquette and kind of like your research around like safety related things. Do you feel like your predisposition to wanting to use your engineering in kind of more of a like not that engineering doesn't help across the board, but clearly there's kind of this direction towards wanting to do engineering for good, for like lack of a better way of putting it. Um, Was that something that you felt was already kind of internal to your process and Valpo helped shape that? Or is that something that you came in knowing you wanted to be an engineer and Valpo helped point you in a direction of being able to do it in this kind of way? I grew up in the Lutheran church and my parents are very active um, in their faith. And so they always instilled in me the desire to kind of serve God through what we do. And it's a very Lutheran idea to like serve God, not through your vocation, even if it's quite secular, right? You know, Luther's famous for saying like, you know, even Christian shoemakers are, you know, serving others through the quality of the work that they do. We at Valpo always talk about vocation, right? And everyone's always, we go in these vocation discernment retreats and at least they did when I was there. I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, but and it, it felt like you have these four years, and if from the time you start going to college to the time you graduate, the clock is ticking. You better right. figure out what it is that God's calling you to do. Otherwise, you're, you, know, you miss the boat or whatever. And my favorite reading that I did in CC actually was um, through just our senior uh, symposium or colloquium. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an excerpt. It was like a four-page excerpt of a book. I even wrote it down because I bought it later, called The Way of Life, A Theology of Christian Vocation by Gary Vanek. Mm-hmm. And he specifically in that book uses the term a streetcar named vocation. And this idea, <laughs> this idea, this this incorrect idea that I think a lot of college students, including myself, had that like, you know, you're waiting at this streetcar stop. For, the, for your correct streetcar to pull up and stop. And you better get on because if, you, if you're not paying attention or you're distracted by some other activity, it's gonna drive off without you and then you're out of luck. Right. And I think that's just completely false. Obviously, now with the work that you're doing with Toyota and the different kind of recognition that you've gotten around kind of the airbag work that you've been doing, which is no doubt saving lives, um, how, what was it that made that kind of a specific um, focus that you had an interest in? Like, what about kind of like 
both motor vehicles and specifically thinking about patient safety and trauma in that context, what drew you to that? Uh, so honestly, it was a personal interest in the medical profession. So I, I considered briefly going to medical school, but I, my mind is very engineering oriented. And I, through graduate school, I found out that pretty quickly that those two thought processes are very different. Like mm -hmm. um, the medical profession is, is great and doctors are super smart and but like medical school in particular is just a lot of rote memorization yeah. uh, because they're preparing, giving you all the background information you need to make good decisions as a right. physician. And from like, from the beginning of my engineering education is very much like a little bit of foundation, but a lot of like application and, you know, how do you apply this new idea to some to something brand new and, and, and build upon it. Mm -hmm. so, I think it was a lot of, so circling back to your actual, actual question, it was just a personal interest in the medical profession. And again, on trying to uh, do good and on an individual level to actually affect people's lives. How do you feel um, it has been moving towards like you know working for a company like Toyota where I think this is another thing that a lot of our more service-oriented students think is that oh if I go and work for a major corporation um, is that somehow like precluding my ability to also be a service-oriented public-minded person and so they feel like they're having to make this choice between nonprofits and for-profits um, what has it been like working for a place like Toyota and uh, tell us a little bit just about your current work uh, well, at Toyota, I kind of wear two hats. So my first hat is uh, crash safety development, uh, and sp particularly the advanced development of kind of future technologies. So these we're talking like three to five years out. But I'm also wearing a hat in what's called the Collaborative Safety Research Center, which is a small group of individuals within Toyota specifically collaborating with universities, kind of looking you know, five, 10, sometimes 15 years out into the future. And now we're talking about automated vehicle technologies and, and integrated safety and these kinds of uh, pie in the sky kind of ideas about what is mobility and transportation going to look like in the future and how do we make sure that it's safe and there's, um, and it meets everybody's needs to the best of our ability. Mm -hmm. um, I specifically came to Toyota because of that collaborative safety research center aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I really enjoy working on the crash safety side things as well. Um, you had mentioned Kaizen and the, the Toyota way, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm really proud to work for the company I do, because Toyota openly says that their two biggest priorities are um, Kai, continuous improvement or Kaizen and respect for people. Mm -hmm. um, and that means being not just the employees, that means being a good corporate citizen, doing good in the in the communities in which we're doing business. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think that Toyota is not the only company on the face of the earth that has these kinds of values associated with it. And you can do good in a profit-oriented environment, um, provided you're comfortable as an individual in the environment in which you're working. Mm -hmm. So I think that we've been given a conscience by God and so if your conscience feels okay in the environment you're working in, then, then that's great. I wonder a little bit, given uh, just now, what, when you said about kind of this uh, nonprofit versus corporate environment, I wonder if that's a little bit of a false dichotomy, mm -hmm. like that it's only the nonprofits that are doing good and the rest of the corporate world is kind of in for itself. 
Um, I don't think that's that's true. Um, after all, like Toyota relies on the quality of their people that they're employing. Right. And so they're always interested in uh, doing good by the employees. Because I think, you know, to your point about Luther, I think that he really kind of like sets the stage for the fact that vocation is, all of us are called to vocation, that it's not just a religious calling, um, but it's the ways in which we are formed to work and give of that work in the places that we are, where we live, in the communities that we're a part of, and in the actual like professions that we take on. I also thought, just as you were talking a little bit about um, some other things that I kind of struggled with when I was going to college, and that was kind of always looking to the next thing, always trying to plan for the future and consider like, I need to make choices now based on what I wanna be doing five years from now. Right. And part of our vocation isn't just like the career that we're calling to, but our everyday activities and the communities in which we live and work every day. And so in, I think it Valpo, I don't know if I heard it enough, I'm certain people were saying it, but at the time that I was at Valpo, I wasn't called to be thinking about my calling I was called to be a college student at that time and place. And so there's things that you can do for your community and the people around you that you interact with on an everyday basis in college that are doing good. And you're not, it's not like you're trying to plan ahead to do good later. You can do good here and now, um, even if it's just, you know, uh, having deep, uh, helpful conversations with your roommate or with your fraternity or sorority mates or anybody else that you're doing community with on an everyday basis. So how have you, like, what kind of things have you done to kind of create community now that, you know, you're out in the real world, so to speak? Uh, how do you find your people and what are some of the things that you care a lot about outside of your professional work? So um, we honestly, my wife and I, we found community through our church congregation. Mm -hmm. So really it's a community of faith and um you, you brought up like all the things that people do in college to kind of create community. And a lot of it is just actually not a lot of it. All of it is time together. Right. And you spend time together. That's what creates a community and that's what builds relationships. And I think the one thing that I had to learn the most about after Velpo was to have more patience mm. because when I, when we we're in college, you spend so many hours a day with this group of people. Mm -hmm. And when you're outside of college, you spend much less hours per day. In fact, many days, zero hours and just a certain number of hours per week with the same group of people trying to build a community. Right. And I think it takes about the same number of hours spent in relationship to kind of build a friendship. And so when you're working full time and not spending every day in and out with the people that you're trying to build friendships with, it just takes that much longer. It just kind of stacks up and moves further out. And so I had to learn a little bit of patience about mm -hmm. that. Um, and not give up. So, and I, and so it was like persistent effort to kind of build these friendships. Um, but if you were to kind of have time with students in the incoming class, and let's say specifically within the incoming class of engineering students, um, what are some of the things that you would want to encourage them to think about or prioritize during their time here at Valpo? 
Um, when I was at Valpo, I um, did uh, a troupe that at the time that existed was Soul Purpose, which is a liturgical drama troupe. Mm -hmm. um, it was completely unrelated to engineering, but it was serving in the church and it was, um, do, it was presenting the gospel message in a drama, dramatic form um, at, in, on Sunday mornings at universities in the Midwest, essentially. We traveled around a lot. Um, but some, a lot of the things that, um, that, even though it was completely unrelated to my career, a lot of the things from that really affect my life today. For example, I met my wife doing that. So mm -hmm. that's, <laughs> um, that's a big one. Exactly. It's an obvious one. Um, but also, you know, I was really unaccustomed to being in front of a large audience at the time. And so it gave me a great deal of experience being um, a kind of a presenter and a performer. And I, I do that a lot now, actually. I do a lot of public presentations at conferences or presentations in front of the government and things like that. And so um, those kinds of skills are directly applicable, even though I wasn't seeking that at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that there's there's hope that even if you're not uh, future-minded in some of your everyday decisions, um, that God can use that in the future in ways that you might not yet understand. Thank you for listening to Podcast Meets Purpose, brought to you by the Institute for Leadership and Service at Valparaiso University. We hope you check out past episodes and stay tuned for all the great conversations to come this semester. We'd like to recognize the outstanding work of our producer, Felicia Scandon. Our intro theme is by Hook Sounds Music. You can stay connected to the Institute by liking us on Facebook, following us on Instagram, or subscribing to our YouTube channel.